Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone um, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Today is a very special show um, on May 30th, 2016. Um, we This is a basically a culmination of all four years coming together, figuring out how to make a difference finally. You know, that's really, that's really well said, Charles. Right. Although I was a little concerned in the beginning because I thought you might have forgotten what our show was. Right. No, it's corporate talk with John. Um, so we started this show four years ago, and the purpose of the show was to make a difference in the workplace. And, you know, here we are four years later with we've had phenomenal guests, right? And everyone brings their own expertise to the table. But what we found is the gap within corporate never really closed. The gap of the difference between, say, developing products and selling products or the gap between concepts and services, um, selling and, and manufacturing always seems to be different. People seem to be going down their own paths. Well, and the problem is, is that whenever you bring up um, sales or even just promoting yourself, it tends to have a bad connotation and people don't want to do it. There's some people that are really good at it, and then there's other people that just, you know, are hands off. And I, I was one of those people, I would say. Right. So what happens, What and, and that was the genesis behind the care model, we would um, develop a way to collaborate together. And the salespeople would say, I don't really care what you guys are doing. I'm just selling it. Right. right. And then the, the manufacturers would say, I don't really know how you guys sell. All I know is I'm making this widget. Right, because when you have technologists, because we were in technology for all those years, um, when you have technologists and you have engineers and you have anyone that is typically not in the field, they tend not to feel that they have to sell it all because, you know, sales is up to the salesperson. So, he, But the, the reality is, is that we all have to sell. We at all one time have to sell. Another. And yeah. that was the thing, the missing piece, which was not closing that gap. Right. Right. So in our travels, we and because we're technology, um, we're, we're that unique blend. Right. Right. Um, of technology and uh, soft skill communicators. And hard skills and soft skills. Right. Well, we have managed to find someone we're able to collaborate with and that spoke our language, that spoke our language. And the results have been phenomenal. And I just can't say enough. And our guy is a returning guest as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very grateful to be collaborating with him, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I would love to introduce once again the corporate talk, our very special guest, Dr. Ahsoka. Doctor, are you with us? Yes, absolutely. Delighted to be on your show, Charlie and Eva. Such a pleasure. Excellent. Um, and, you know, to our listeners, I just want to mention that 
Dr. Ahsoka is basically coming to us from the other side of the world, which gives us another perspective of how to close that gap, right? Um, so, well, and, and what I like is that even though we are speaking to him from the other side of the world, yet when we speak with him, we realize how close we all, all are. Connected. It really is a global economy yep. now, and we are all connected. Let me just say that uh, Dr. Soka has a doctorate in business strategy, and he is also an author of probably the best self-coaching book out there, The Flying Penguin. So, Dr. Ahsoka, maybe tell us a little bit first about the book, since listeners might be meeting you for the first time. Well, one thing I realized, Charlie, I realized that as little children, we had incredible power. We learned to walk without a teacher. We learned to talk without a teacher. And long before we could read, we had the ability to use a smartphone. So every single child was born with this vast inborn human potential. Then as we grew older, our attention got distracted and somehow we didn't lose it. But this power that we were born with went to sleep. Now in Flying Penguin, uh, the reason I called it the Flying Penguin is that normally penguins don't fly. But under life-threatening circumstances, they fly out of the water to land on the ice at a higher level when there's a predator lurking under the ice. So penguins create miracles under life-threatening circumstances. And so do we. You hear of a mother lifting an incredibly heavy weight to free a child trapped under it. So the purpose of flying penguin is to tell people, hey guys, you don't have to learn anything. You were born with this incredible human potential and flying penguin gives you a very simple set of tools you can use to create miracles in your life. See, that's the thing, right? So when we've learned that from you the first time, mm-hmm. the light bulb went off for both Eva and I in that. So here's someone with um, a technology background as a chartered engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And talking and speaking about there's greatness in everyone, it's uh, there's an untapped energy. It, there's just no training around how to get it, and he's showing us how to get it. It's exactly what we were looking for to close that gap. Well, and I love how you just make it so simple that we're born with unlimited power and potential, right? It's just everything that's kind of thrown on top of us, not just through our families, but also culturally, that we tend to start letting our light get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, which then your book comes in and shows how to unleash that potential fairly easily because you did it for yourself, which is amazing. It yeah, is amazing. That's actually, the, the book Flying Penguin is what I followed after my 60th birthday, and that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So over the past 10 years, I have achieved more successes, won more international awards than during the previous 60 years. That's I've funny. been to a doctor for nearly 15 years, and my mind is sharper than it has ever been. So I just That's... wanted to share with people the fact that your education, your age has nothing to do with it. Once you unleash the power that is inside you, you can really rewire your brain and reinvent your life. That's what I did in my 70th year, last year. 
unbelievable, right? And it just yeah. if, if that doesn't give everyone hope and inspiration, uh, it's amazing. And you know what's funny, too, is I almost say the same thing in the last 10 years of my career practicing the CARE model, which is shared leadership and soft skill communication. I've accomplished more than in the first 30. So this was a, a perfect match to us. Um, and I know we're coming on a break in a few minutes. We'll just stop and take it when it happens. But I wanted to ask you, so, you know, with the technology skills and with the um, the product selling, I mean, what how do you ma- how do you mix the two? What exactly is selling to you, doctor? Selling actually is helping your buyers to make an informed decision to achieve their objectives in the most optimum manner. So the whole idea of selling is wrong. You should not sell. You should help your prospective clients to buy what they require. And that completely shifts the focus in the mind of a salesperson. Rather than trying to sell a product or a service, you get into the shoes of a prospective buyer, you try to find out what they want. And very often they don't know what they want. That's because the technology is advancing so quickly, it's very difficult for industry to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. So the salesperson is like a good Samaritan. And his or her job is to make life easier for the prospective buyers by helping them to achieve their goals using the technology that is available. And this from someone not born, raised, and trained in sales. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Right. Well, what what I love about it is what it really utilizes is you don't really need good selling skills. You need just like Dr. Ahsoka said, what you really need is good listening skills mm. and good comprehension and pull yourself out of the equation to really get a handle on what it is that the person that you're working with needs. And that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be a client at a client site. You could be within your internal organization and just speaking with someone from another department. Well, here, it, Excellent, right? Excellent mm-hmm. point. And this is where a lot of the sales training and practices go south, right? Because right. The, the prospective client may not always be that customer with a wallet to buy something. Could be the person across the table. It could be someone, it could be the architect of a system that you're speaking with. It could be anyone, right? Well, I think the biggest thing is that all of us have a need to be heard. And if we're not being heard right off the bat, it's hard to then communicate with the person that you're talking to. So what you see a lot of times, I've been in in numerous sales meetings throughout my career for different software products. Many times I was the client, other times I was the vendor. And what I would see is, is that you would have people just selling a product, never listening to what it was that the person on the other side of them really needed not really fully understanding what their problems were or what their issues were or what they needed to actually make a difference. And when you start learning to first listen and then communicate back, I think it just makes a huge difference and it makes it, it makes it just seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't get it, right? What? That's actually um, the problem. The, the more you know, as, as Eva very correctly pointed out, the more you know, the more stuff gets in your way when you try to communicate with someone. Mm-hmm. A, a very good way of looking at it, say you, you are a very educated person and you are talking to a little child and you want this child to understand something. Now you have to, in your mind and your heart, connect with this child and then explain the complex knowledge that you have in a very simple way the child understands. This is a very good metaphor for selling high-technology products to people in industry who are not up-to-date with the latest discoveries in technology. This is how I see that. Yeah, it is It is interesting, right? And we're going to take our first break, but um, when we come back, I want to maybe talk more about what is the problem, right? Because everyone would agree, I think, with what we're saying, but yet... Um, it's just not practice, right? The salesman uh, versed on selling will just go out and hammer the sales. Mm-hmm. And the the manufacturer or the service provider will just go out and continue to provide the service and they'll be going in different paths. So we want to learn more from the doctor and also us about what the problem is because we're going to solve it starting very soon and we're going to make the world a better place. So please stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest Dr. Ahsoka. We'll be right back. And now let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Dr. Ahsoka Janadasa. He's the author of Flying Penguin. He's an engineer with a doctorate in business strategy, and we're talking about sales, but we're talking about sales in a different way than typically we've heard conversations around sales, because sales can also be internal as well as external. But one of the things that you know I was wondering about is, And one of the things that you talk about, Dr. Ahsoka, is that conventional sales training doesn't really produce sustainable results. And what do you mean by that? Like, why do you think that is? Well, the the question, Eva, becomes even more acute as the technology advances. Now, as we know, technology is advancing at an incredibly fast rate. And the uses of technology in industry, the gap between the technology and the understanding of the potential uses is widening every day. So the, the job of a salesperson is to translate these very complex technological products and services into a language that a prospective buyer, buyer of ideas, products, or services can understand and use. So the basic, my basic thinking is you cannot sell anything to anybody. You can only guide the process through which they buy something that will help them. So the idea of sales training, uh, filling people with all kinds of techniques, sales closing techniques, none of this, in my opinion, work when you're face-to-face face with somebody. They only get in the way. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and I think it really gets in the way. And also what I would find, because many times in the in my early days of my career, I was on the 
um, client side. And what I always looked for was like, yes, I mean, you want a good product. You want to make sure that you vetted the product. But on the other hand, it was also the feeling that you got from the person that you were working with, that the person actually really cared about you and your organization and not, and not the sale that it was about that we are now collaborating and that we are going to work together as a team to help you get this installed and working properly in your organization so that it really does help you in the future. And I think sometimes with conventional sales, they miss that piece. Yeah, they miss the whole point. Because if I'm sitting at the, on the other side of the table, what I buy is not this complicated product or service that you're selling. What I ask myself, can I trust this person? Can I trust this person to understand my needs and give me the best possible solution? So what you're selling is trust, much right. more than a product or a service. And conventional sales training goes in completely the opposite direction. They give you sales closing techniques, all kinds of stuff that only get in the way of convincing someone to buy a product or a service that you're offering. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're really, what you're really selling is trust. Someone needs to actually trust you. So when we look at your book, when we look at the flying penguin and within your book and the flying penguin, you've got the six dimensions of success and it all centers around heart, mind, body, passion, focus, and health. So, I know that if someone were a salesperson and they looked at that and they would think, well, what's, you know, what's heart got to do with it? What has this got to do with it? And when we start looking at trust, you can start understanding it. But I would still think that in the beginning, people would say, I don't understand. How does this equate? So how does it equate? Well, heart is the key because heart is the ability to connect with people, emotional intelligence. If you can't connect with people, through your heart, and that is your sincerity, they'll never buy a product from you. So heart is the key. The role of the mind is that you have to understand their needs and very quickly see whether there's a product or a service you can offer that genuinely meets their need. Now, passion is the fire. If the person, if the prospective buyer feels, hey, this guy doesn't believe in the product, he's not going to buy your product. The passion is the fire where you are genuinely saying, look, I have this great product and I know that it will serve you. Focus is your ability to stay until you get the order. Sometimes the process Mm -hmm. takes a long time. And if you are not healthy, you can't sell because then people will see, you know, this person is not healthy, so I can't really trust this person. And the body is the uh, application of all of these. If someone has a body that is well looked after, it immediately creates trust. So I think the six dimensions that I explained in Flying Penguin absolutely hold the key to sustainable sales. You know, I love that because what it does is it takes the whole person and it shows that it's not the product, it's you. And it's how you present yourself and it's how you think about yourself because the way you, it starts with the way we think about ourselves and the way we care about ourselves first. And from there, 
we can go out and make an impact in the world. Well, yeah, I, I you know, if you apply the six dimensions, mm-hmm. um, which are phenomenal, right? If you apply that to the shared leadership model, so we know that these dimension, the six dimensions are critical to delivering or to creating trust, right? So you're talking with your sales team and, um, who does not have one of the six, two of the six? How is it working, right? So you might leverage others in the team. My point here is that ego comes off the table, right? Ego comes off the table because a salesman will say, well, I don't need that because I'm way stronger in this one and it's going to make up for it. And and this is why companies or sales never go north. They'll either circle or go south, right? Ego has to come off the table when these principles are applied. And I think at that point, then we're off to the races. Well, and what I like when you say that ego has to come off the table, I think sometimes people don't understand exactly what that means. And the way I see it when we talk shared leadership is that when ego comes off the table, it then allows us, once we take into account the six dimensions of success, which I kind of see as the six dimensions of ourselves, how to work through that. Then when we apply shared leadership to that, what's cool about that is then you're taking, you're feeling good, you're feeling confident, you're kind of got all your, your body's in alignment, your mind is in alignment, your heart's in alignment, you've got the passion. So now when you sit down to work with your team, because we very rarely go in alone into these meetings, um, You sit down with your team, and then when you take ego off the table, it allows you to build a team in the areas that you're weak, right? So when you talk about building a team, I mean, you've got the attributes of a team. And maybe talk a little bit about what those attributes are. Me? Mm. Okay, so um, the way I define the six attributes of a team is communication, right, which Mm -hmm. we know what that is, right? Um, Commitment, which... You know, I, I refer back to um, Patrick Henry in our country, right? Give me liberty or give me death. Talk about commitment, right? Um, leadership, of course, which is uh, our guy, Big George, right? Big George Washington. Um, so you need at least communication, commitment, leadership. You need also to be wise. You have to have wisdom. comes from experience. And you also need to be socially connected. You need to be likable, mm-hmm. right? So um, if you're not likable, if you don't have the heart the and some of the attributes of the principles Dr. Ahsoka is describing, you're not going to, it's not going to be the team that I'm going to want to buy from, right? Right. So it's a combination of all of the above, and I also have what I call the uh, wild card, is um, you know someone who isn't going to give up. So basically, a lot of what we hear in today's conventional training, I kind of put aside as the wild card. But the, the main attributes of a team are, you know, soft skill, heartfelt, socially connected, and when you're that builds the trust that Dr. Ahsoka is talking about. Right. And when we're talking about shared leadership, we're talking that you can do that and you can use the skills that Dr. Ahsoka talks about. And then you can also then incorporate 
the six different attributes of a team, when you, um, and I've completely lost my train of thought there for a second. Oh, but when, because you can lead from anywhere that you're at in the organization. So right. you don't have to have the, um, the VP status. Exactly. The window washer can also be the architect if they notice a crack. Right. Um, right. And that's what I love about Dr. Ahsoka's, you know, training and also those principles because it speaks to everyone. Right, because what it does is by by incorporating all of these principles, you're first taking care of yourself, then you're also then learning how to actually lead from wherever you're at in the organization, because we're all leaders. Right. Excellent. Um, So I really like the idea of what you said about ego, and mm -hmm. this is the key to the whole thing. All sales training boosts the ego of the sales team. So what sales training does, it boosts the I, my product, my service. And what, what, they do, what they should really do is to shift focus to you and your needs and how I can help you. So it's a complete different shift. And that is why sales training does not work. For example, Aberdeen Research says that 85 to 90% of sales training has no lasting effect beyond four months. 85 to 90% no lasting effect beyond four months. So you know all the money that is being wasted in sales training. It is such a shame. It is. Because people are not buying, the people who really drive the economy are the industries. Now, they are not buying because the salespeople are not helping them to get the technology to boost their productivity and operating margin. You know what? I think this new breed of sales training is the key to the whole thing. What you just said, right, they're not buying because they're turned off. And that can create poor economics. Right, because I know I've seen, and and you have too, I've been in a number of Fortune-ranked organizations where what happens is is that when you see that the person that is selling the products isn't really invested in the organization, right? They're invested in their own ego to get the sale. And I really liked what you said there, Dr. Ahsoka, because it's so true. The sales training is all about ego. Pump them up, get them out there and sell, sell, sell. But what they're not then doing is they're not really understanding what the needs of the client in the organization are. And that's where the disconnect is. And so then by incorporating, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying that in Asia, we have a wonderful saying, salespeople have to walk in the shoes of the buyer. Mm. Now, the problem is not walking in the shoes of the buyer. The problem is taking off your shoes. <laughs> Interesting, right? <laughs> so you have yes. to take off your shoes, which is all your conditioning, all that you learned, all your expertise, before you can walk in the shoes of a buyer. I think this is a beautiful way of expressing and what an egoless, uh, good Samaritan-type salesperson shared leadership can contribute. Right. And I think, you know, if we go back to the six dimensions, and so let's just, you know, go back and look a little bit. Um, we're going to take a break in a couple minutes. But before we go to break, I also wanted to talk about, you know, when you look at when you have someone that comes into sales training, this isn't conventional sales training. So how do you get them when you first get them under your penguin wing, how do you get them to 
to be open to working with you to look at this different way of selling? Well, the first thing I do, Eva, I stop teaching. Mm-hmm. And I help them to think and learn. Because when they are in front of a prospective client, I'm not there to guide that person. And every sales interview is different. So all the stuff that, you know, we teach them about techniques has no value because there's no typical prospective buyer who fits into that mold. So basically what we need to do is understand that we can't teach anybody to sell. I can only make them think about how to satisfy the needs of that particular prospective buyer they are talking to. And each prospective buyer is different. So conventional off-the-shelf sales training does not work. That's why 85 to 90% has no lasting effect, effect beyond four months. Yeah, no, I really like that. I like that, you know, it's about walking in someone else's shoes and really understanding what the needs of that person is are because it's the way we used to do it just isn't working and you can see it. You can see that people are having a real tough time selling because the trust has been broken. And so what we're trying to do now is to start rebuilding that trust and the trust in order for that to be rebuilt, we first have to trust ourselves before we walk into a meeting and then we have to instill that trust in others. So I'm loving this conversation. We're going to go ahead and take our next break. And when we come back, we're going to continue. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more Corporate Talk on TalkZone. Okay, guys, welcome back. We're in segment three of our unbelievable show with our returning guest, Dr. Ahsoka Jinadasa, mm-hmm. who is the author of The Flying Penguin, probably the best self-coaching book ever written. And we were talking about um, sales training and everything in between, right? I want to say from the start here that we need to put our seatbelts on going forward because the world is about to change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in corporate, I've been in over 25 fortune ranked corporations since 1973. And imagine the change in technology. It's been mind boggling, but not much change in our day to day behavior. Okay. So what is the problem? And the problem is that we're not showing it's kind of like what doctor said in the previous segment we're too busy teaching and we're wasting time because we should be learning <laughs> right um and i just want to share one quick story which led us to collaborate with dr asoka and um doctor you can comment on this so even and i we decided that we needed to understand the sales business a little more and we went to a conventional sales training program, one of the highest ranked in the country. And the first thing the person said to us was, all you have to know, you see this watch? That's all you have to know. You see this watch? You know how expensive this watch is? That means that I'm successful at what I do. That's all you have to know. And we realized 
that it's a disaster. It's not going to work. Like you said, nobody's going to want to even buy from this person, even if they need the service or product. And that's what kind of led us, luckily, to collaborate with you, right? That was our one um, experience with conventional sales training, and it was horrific. Hmm. And actually what that does, Charlie, is that, see, when that person shows that watch to you, what he's telling you is to focus on the goal. Now, in the program that we are in the process of developing, we do exactly the opposite. We tell people, don't focus on the goal. Focus on the behavior that will help your prospective buyer to make a good, informed decision that will help that person to reach his or her objective. Because if you, if you sell the wrong product, you have a short-term gain, but the damage it does, they'll never buy from you again. They won't trust the technology. They won't trust your company. So sales, conventional sales training, is the, 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 the figures speak, speak for themselves. 85 to 90% sales training has no lasting effect beyond four months. And in my experience is even in the first month it doesn't work. Because one of the first things that we teach salespeople is listen to your prospect listening to you. <laughs> you have to listen to the way they listen to you. Then you know, are you connecting? Are they with you or are they not? So this yeah. kind of sensitivity you cannot do with this logical sales training. And that's why sales training does not work. Especially when you are bridging the technology gap between sophisticated products and services and people in industry who are trying to boost productivity, their revenue, and their profit. I agree. And the more you talk about it, you know, it's amazing. And um, you realize because this training doesn't exist, you can understand the resistance that these conventional sales programs would have with it because it it's almost the antithesis of what they sell. They sell ego and fear, right? And right. we sell, you know, collaboration and uh, listening and understanding. Right. And also what we are also talking about is not just specific to the sales force. It's specific really to the organization because all of these tools can be used by everyone in the organization. So let's say you have a consulting firm or you have a software company, right? And so, you know, everything is driven by sales, but there's also the sales team, but also the people that go on site. There's the technical staff. When I call Dell computers and I'm having a trouble, I'm having trouble with my computer. I want that person on the other end of the phone to really be able to connect with me and understand me. And they can't really do that unless they've gone through the program, starting with the six dimensions of success, moving into understanding how shared leadership works, and then also moving through and using techniques like emotional freedom technique to release any of their own limiting beliefs. Because every single person that you interact with down the road really works towards sales. And I don't think that when we look at organizations now, that they look at the entire organization as really being the ones that sell the product. Because it's not just the people in the front of the room, it's also the people in the back of the room that then, through word of mouth, 
will sell your product for you as well. Sounds idealistic. I am idealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I agree. And but just I to share with... Why, that's why the shared leadership model combined with my six dimension provides the perfect framework for helping not only salespeople, entrepreneurs need to do that. Right. Managers Small. need to do that. Supervisors need to do that. You are constantly selling ideas to get the buy-in from the people you are working with. You need to get your suppliers to, to trust you. You need to get your clients to buy from you. You need your team members to collectively go forward towards a goal. So I think we are all in the business of selling. Right, that's and exactly that's right. This, this new kind of concept of uh, not selling but helping people to buy is the way forward. Yeah, not selling but helping people to buy. That's good. You know, and I also have been to many small business forums and man, it's the same problem, right? The owner of the business says it's my way or the highway. And what we want is the owner to trust that his workers have his back as well as him having their back. And we have that mutual collaboration. So, um, I want to share that, you know, we are developing a program between the three of us, which is going to be groundbreaking, you know, led by Dr. Ahsoka's six principles of selling, um, and also the shared leadership model and in between how to shed the fear and how to learn to trust to let it work, right? That's the other thing. We think it's a light switch. In other words, we take conventional training and we think we turn on the switch and we do this, we do this, and we do this, and things are going to work. Well, we have to learn to trust it, right? Right. Um, well, we not only have to learn to trust it, we also have to learn to trust ourselves. What's happening is, is that with technology, as great as it is, we're becoming more and more isolated and we're collaborating less and less. People are not on site anymore. They're not working together. And so we have to start bringing that back and starting with ourselves, as Dr. Ahsoka said, using the six dimensions of success, you know, working on ourselves, trusting ourselves, then working with our teammates to trust our teammates as well, and then trusting our clients in order to say, here, we've got a product that can help you. This is what you need to buy. And to just show them how, you know, just to show the sales force how easy it is to get that out there. And either, you know, the person needs it or they don't need it, but it's all around collaboration and conversation and communication. But even if they don't today... Tomorrow, they may, they'll, know they'll who remember to call. you. Yeah. You know, they'll remember you as someone that wanted to be a collaborator and not just a salesman. But the other thing is, it takes the toxicity out of the relationship. Right. That's exactly right. You know. Well, and it and it creates something that we just touched on briefly, but we haven't really really dove into is that it also creates a better atmosphere within the organization. The organization is working as a cohesive team that trusts each other. You've been in organizations where, you know, it's difficult to sell a product because products always come with services. It's difficult to then sell that and and to have someone else trust you when you don't trust the people that you work with. Yeah. Yeah, that's trust is really an interesting metaphor. Uh, using an Asian metaphor, conventional sales training produces rocks. Rocks are rigid and they're broken very easily. 
Now, our model produces salespeople who are like water. They are very fluid. They can mm-hmm. flow around problems. Water is much stronger than rock. So that's a, met- a good metaphor where yeah. we show the use of shared leadership and the six-dimensional model to produce a new breed of more enlightened people who can share what they have to offer with the rest of the world. So I think that's the big picture, which, I'm, which I love. Mm-hmm. Right, and I love the water because the water water is what cr- is what created the Grand Canyon, right? <laughs> oh yeah, little yeah. by little carved right. out. It carved it out, and and by creating teams of enlightened people, you know, you're creating just happier people. Happier people will then go out and spread that to other organizations, and it just it, you know, people will not always be able to put a finger on it, but they'll say, you know what? There's something about that other team and that other company that I just liked being with them. It's socially likable. Right. I liked being with them in the meeting. They've got a great product or maybe the product doesn't have every single thing that I need. But I feel like this team will work with me to help me be successful. So and I know a lot of what we discussed, people would in theory agree. Right. Um, but yet it's not practiced. And one of the reasons is we know there's no training until now. But what do you think is the fear that holds people back from trying to maybe come out of that conventional paradigm and being so rock-like? Well, it's. I think it's really tough to be yourself. And I'll let Dr. Ahsoka talk about that too. But for me, I think it's really tough to... To really let yourself out. I think we culturally have been so trained that we feel that we need to kind of move in the direction that people tell us to move in instead of really using our own instincts. And I don't know, what do you think about that, Dr. Ahsoka? Well, when you talk to highly successful people, you find that they're not stressed. They're very relaxed. They're very nice people. When you talk to less successful salespeople, you see they are constantly stressed, worrying about the next sale. So there you see the difference. Successful salespeople are very easygoing. They are very confident. They are very confident. They have tremendous energy, tremendous self-confidence, but they are very nice people. I think this is the key. So when you look at results, you have to accept the fact that the top salespeople in the world are very nice people. They don't try to push anything down your throat. The less successful salespeople are unhappy, they are stressed, and they don't produce results. So the choice is very clear, isn't it? It's very clear, exactly. Um, And also well said. We're going to take our final break, and then when we come back, we'll sum it up, but also discuss a little bit more about the program that we're collaborating on that we'll be helping. We're going to help this country get their economy back into the stratosphere. So please stay with us. More to come with Charlie Eva and Dr. Ahsoka Jinnadasa. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
Well, here we are in our final segment with our special guest today, Dr. Ahsoka Janadasa. He's the author of Flying Penguin, one of the best self-coaching books out there, and I agree with that. Um, and, you know, before the break, Dr. Ahsoka, we were talking about, you know, how highly successful people aren't stressed, right? They're confident, they're easygoing. So you've got this poor person, right? And they are stressed and they are having a tough time and, and they're feeling like they just can't sell anything and their job is depending on it. So they come into the training and how quickly do you feel that you, you can turn somebody around to go from someone who's stressed out and feeling low self-esteem to feeling confident? Well, my answer to that, Eva, how we feel depends on the way we look at a particular situation. Mm-hmm. Change the point of view and your feelings change. Just by changing your point of view, all your negative emotions can be very quickly transformed. For example, after the sales interview, you, you think, I lost that sale. Now, in our training, we tell them that's fantastic. If you lost sales, you improve your sales technique. If you win every sale you go after, you're stuck. Your sales technique is not improving. So just by changing that point of view, instead of saying, oh my God, I lost that sale, you say, wow, guess what? I lost the sale. But I learned some very important things about my ability to present. Right. And I love that because people will say it's not as easy as just changing your point of view because I have this issue. I have that issue. I have this, that and the other. But it really is so true. It starts with perspective. It starts with point of view. It starts with the way we look at the people we're working with and the way we really look at ourselves. You know, I mean, the way we look at ourselves reflects out to the people that we are with. And so I think what you're saying is, is that. Really, a person can change on a dime if they change the way they think about things. Yeah, and we go one step further, Eva. Now, it's wonderful to say next time you you go to meet a prospective client, don't feel nervous. And you do feel nervous. All the, the talk is now going to remove the nervousness. So in our workshop, we are going to give them a simple technique. When you feel unsure of yourself, use the body to control your emotion. So what we will say in the workshop is, first thing, stand tall, breathe deep into your abdomen, then clench your teeth very slightly, which which puts your brain into the relaxed alpha state. And if you really want, clench your fist slightly. Now you are in total control of your emotion. All the fear disappears. We are using, we can use this simple technique because the body is under our control and the emotions are not. So this is part of this new approach to sales training and we shouldn't even call it sales training. We should actually uh, use a different uh, term for that to help people, to help others to succeed. Right. No, right. no I love that. And yeah. So it's <laughs> grounding techniques, it's role play, it's uh, uh, limited belief training, Right. It's releasing limited beliefs via emotional freedom technique, too. We'll be using that as well, which, you know, when we have sometimes issues go way back. Right. Most of our issues tend to go way back and many times into childhood. And 
emotional freedom technique is another simple technique that you can use kind of on your own free time to also start bringing down and releasing some of those emotions so that you don't even have to get to the point where you have to control the body because you've released the the negative emotions that you've been housing in your body that have been holding you back. So I love what you say about um, releasing unlimited beliefs, you know, makes amazing potential because once you start letting go of that, the sky's the limit. It's just like you said, you become a flying penguin. Yep, and I, I love the idea of all of that. I love the idea of uh, learning the signature of presence um, in a room and which exudes trust as well. And I know that's what it's all about. Um, I'm really excited about moving this program forward. I think I think we could really make a difference together with it. And, um, you know, I can't wait to start sharing more about it. Right. No, it's a different it's a different way of looking at things. Sorry, go ahead. One of the things I'd like to share, some people tell me, but I'm not good at selling. Mm. Then I ask them, when you were six, how did you get that expensive toy? Mm. You sold your parents on the idea that they should buy this toy for you, even though it was expensive. So as children, we were very good in sales. We sold our parents and our elders on whatever we wanted them to buy for us, right? So we were very good salespeople when we were young, and we still have that ability inside us. Right, and we had no money, and we still got what we needed, right? <laughs> absolutely. That's it. Now, that, that, is, that is absolutely the key. With no resources, no money, right. sell. You know, in corporate, I've watched the bully technique, right? I've watched leaders, so-called leaders, shout what they need, and while the company stock went down to one, right? And then I noticed that the people that worked in those companies, like you mentioned earlier, doctor, are really intelligent, really good at what they do. They have so many answers that can help, but they're not sharing because of the fear. And I said, we need a program to pull everything together so that that bully leader, we even have that person's back and that person knows that his workforce has his back and there's no need for bullying anymore. Right. Well, because one of the reasons that people bully in the first place is it always comes from fear, even though they may not feel that. Right. So bullying always comes from a place of fear. I mean, the one sometimes that you have to be afraid of is the one that's really calm, but also lethal. Right. But the bully, if you when you start putting out there that You've got his back as well as everyone else's back, and you're all here to collaborate. And then with this cohesive unit moving then out into the world to then sell your product, it's just a win-win for everybody. And you just need that daily vitamin of the learning the six principles of success. Right, because what I like about your book, Dr. Ahsoka, and about this program is that what it does is it gives you the tools. The tools are in your own hands. So you don't have to keep reaching out to someone to help you. You have the power within yourself. It's just a matter of letting that power out. And we provide the tools to then help everyone unleash that power within them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the sales training applies to even the lower levels of an organization. If you are down the, the hierarchy and you want to get promoted, 
you have to sell the idea to your boss that he or she should promote you. Right? So, sales training empowers people right across the organization. Right. We are talking now about shared leadership. We are talking of bottom-up leadership. So right. This is the power of this new idea that we that we have we are developing. Regardless of every single person in the organization. Exactly, every person in the organization, regardless of your job description. Right, and that was my point because somewhere down the road, every single person within that organization represents the organization, even if they may not be client facing. So even if they're just going out into the community and they're talking, you know, they're at a school function, right? But if they're unhappy, miserable, not feeling good, not feeling good about themselves, they're actually promoting their business in that manner. Yeah, you know, because people will say, you know, well, Bob works at wherever, right? And that seems like a miserable place because Bob always looks so miserable, yep. right? That right there is a potential sale that could be missed because you never know who you interface with, who could be the next client. And Imagine if it, if you're a conventional salesperson, mastering the ability to listen to what your prospective client is listening to. <laughs> That's right. a gift. That's a secret weapon. Well, and the biggest gift to me is, is that you feel good. So sales and productivity just has to go up when you yourself feel, feel good mentally, physically, emotionally, you're passionate about what you're doing, you've got the fire for what you're doing, it just will automatically translate into more productivity and better sales because you're a happy person. It's just a win-win. Right. So, you know, what we're promoting is is everyone feeling good. Imagine everybody going to work like happy to be there. What a concept. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is the power of, of us coming together. So you have the shared leadership model, you have EFT, the emotional freedom technique, you have the six dimensions of success. So actually this program is not only for so-called salespeople. Right. Every person in an organization who gets promoted has sold the idea to their superior, hey, promote me, I'm worthy of that. So when you right. think in these broad terms, this is the program that empowers every single person in society, especially the ones who are struggling to survive. Yep. They're struggling to survive because they haven't worked out the sales methodology to sell themselves to people who can give them what they want. So this is uh, wonderful. It is, and let me just add, because we have about 20 seconds left, wrapped around East meets West with Dr. Ahsoka coming from the other side of the planet, where... Um, we're going to start making great strides and helping the economies and the companies here. Um, and just reach out info at charlieandeva.com and, um, you know, we'll be more than willing to share more with you. Yes. Um, so Dr. Ahsoka, once again, we are humbled. Uh, we're happy to collaborate. We're looking forward to the near future. And, um, you know, again, thanks and have a great rest of the day. My pleasure. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Eva. Take care. We'll speak soon. Thank you, Dr. Ahsoka. And again, that was Dr. Ahsoka Janadasa. He's the author of Flying Penguin. He is the man. He's the best. So thanks, everyone. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.